Howdy doody, everyone. Welcome back to another edition of the Homebrewed Podcast. Tonight, today, this morning, this afternoon, whenever you're listening to this, because that is the beauty of podcasting. In the metaverse. In the metaverse. The multiverse, maybe. Maybe Spider-Man is going to come down and save us. This interview for you today, tonight, I'm going to do it again. I was going to, and I was like, no, I won't, it's too much. We have Central Coast Band, the Sea Gypsies. Yeah. This makes it a three-peat, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. First three-peat? This is our fourth, I think. Really? Yeah. Who who else have we had three times? Sorry, podcast intro, you're just going to have to wait. (laughs) Well, the beauty of a podcast is I can just make a cut. Snip. Bye. All right, so we've just done a bit of research, which is uncommon for us. Well, it's common for us <laughs> to say something and not do the research. It's uncommon for us to actually do the research. But Eamon came out. We've interviewed two people three times. We've had a couple of three-peats. Yeah, yeah. We're into the, we're into the few three-peat category. Um, but anyway, we spoke to Dan from the Sea Gypsies. Well, hang we- on. Should we at least mention who the other two acts are who have done a three-peat with? Oh, I thought we mentioned it. <laughs> no, that was when we were doing the oh, research. Okay. So we've done Trouble in Paradise three times and Sammy Constantine three times. And now the Sea Gypsies and we spoke to Dan. We did. So Dan was a lucky man in for the three peat. Previously, we'd <laughs> spoken to Luke, but it was really cool to speak to Dan, get a little bit of a different perspective from the band. I mean, he's still very much, as they all are, you know, quite in the thick of what they're doing. We spoke at length about their you know, involvement with the Central Coast community and how much they want to see it flourish and how much they've given to the Central Coast music community, which is really, really good, as well as you know all the stuff that they've been up to as a band, the fun video clips that they've filmed, which you must go and check out, and the new releases uh, that have just dropped and are also in the pipeline. Yes, so after the clunkiest intro we've ever recorded, please ever, ever, please do enjoy our chat with Dan from the Sea Gypsies. That track, Daydream, um, that was your first single in over two years. Uh, Mexico was the prior release to that in 2019. Was that two-year gap purely down to COVID or were there other things happening in the band which was part of that break? Like a lot of it did was around COVID. Um, Luke also managed to squeeze in having two kids in that time. So it's been two. a pretty, um, pretty busy <laughs> two years. Go um, Luke. <laughs> yeah, 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 very. So um, it, was, it was, was pretty busy. But um, we tried to, you know, we were just kind of writing in, in that time as, as everyone is, you know, everything hit and um, it's, it was a bit hard to get together, obviously. So um, the next one where we left off, I've, I've kind of been sitting on that for this, this time as well. That was, yeah, God, about two years ago when I, when I first started um, exploring some of those guitar lines. So, yeah. Yeah, it's um, it's it's cool. I mean, like the progression of these songs when we first hear them, uh, it's obviously fresh to us because we haven't heard them. But to know the processes behind them is so interesting. Um, and back when Mexico was released, we spoke to Luke uh, in 2019 before all of it, and he was saying that you guys had a, tra- a few tracks basically done, basically through that process and and ready to release. Was Daydream one of those tracks that you've like had? properly ready to release for that time um and just been sitting on it and waiting or was there something else going on yeah no no that 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 was one um we actually 
we've had we've had a couple we, we went into the studio and did a couple of tracks around that time as well um daydream was one um we've, so we've been sitting on that one for a little while we've got another couple that we actually have gone into the studio we're actually it's, it's pretty hard now you know we're trying to we are trying to gear up for um getting an album out kind of next year and we have you know some of the tracks we even recorded at that period of time we've as writers do you go into the the studio record a couple of tracks and it's just now it's not working it's not it's not fitting with the the style or the way we want to go so it's you know not not put it in the bin but it's it's kind of start from scratch or go more in the direction we're working with so but yeah daydream is one of that where we're pretty um you know stoked with that kind of um you know style or direction so that's where we're kind of you know moving towards now you guys as a band you're very sort of central coast focused like a lot of your tracks have like sort of surf elements to the music you record at the grove studios and you've recently fitted out a home recording studio on the central coast as well and you've done so many free gigs around the central coast as well why is that such an important part to you guys as a band Man, um, this is something that like we're really um, you know passionate about coast music. We just kind of feel that the coast is underrepresented in the Oz music scene. We've found you know in the past bands from the coast have had to go to Sydney to to make tracks or or come to Newey and um, do other things, and it's just such a a shame because the coast is just so diverse. It's got so much you know going for it. It has like there's some great venues going around at the moment. The the guys at Kingdom Sounds they're they're killing it, trying to get um you know venues up and running and things like that. I know there's there's other people and factors that have come up from Sydney to make coast music happen. Like the Central Coast Music Collective, those guys are um you know really trying to shake things up and like make waves in the scene. And it's just um it's just super important because you know we all grew up on the coast we're like all born and raised on the coast um and it's just a it's just a great place like it's a a really good place and from you know all all places around the coast you know i think it's a very much a everyone everyone's a coasty so it should be represented in the australian music scene and you guys have been plying your trade for a bit, like obviously um, around the coast for, for quite some time. What have you noticed in that time? Have you noticed the tide kind of turning in, in that way? Obviously, you guys have contributed to that um, in a big way with all the free gigs and, and all the work you've done for the coast. But, you know, having watched it for that long and been involved in it, what have you noticed? There's, there's things that have, you know, started to happen that were nowhere near um, what they were when, you know, we first kind of started off like, you know, the Norhead Lighthouse Festival and Love Lanes and um, Lakes Festival, um, the Long Jetty stuff. It was sad to see the Mountain Sounds stuff go. That was that was a massive hit to coast music. It's just shifting to like bigger and better, or just I, I guess just just recognised really just for what it is and, and what it should be. It's a perfect spot in Australia between you know two major cities, Sydney and Newcastle. We are a place that should be recognised. The whole scene has been shifting since we started, and it's just good to see that there's 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 waves happening, and and um you know more artists coming up, and and bigger events coming up. So it's super exciting, super exciting for, as an artist. Waves happening not just on the beaches, but in the music scene as well. You mentioned Kingdom Sounds; they're the guys behind Shady Palms, the new Drifters Wharf. They have been doing a lot 
And if we had them combined with what Mountain Sounds, not just the festival, but they were also putting on gigs at the Beery and, you know, a few other places here and there. So the whole music scene on the coast, the live scene in particular, is what's lacking. And we probably sound like a broken record for those who tune in to us every week because we I feel like we talk about this <laughs> every single <laughs> week. But it is such a massive issue. And I think, I don't know whether it's you or another member of the band, but we're exchanging messages on Instagram maybe a month or so ago, sort of expressing frustration about this issue as well. What do you think it will take? I mean, it might sound like an obvious question or, a, you know, a weird sort of long, you know, it's a lot that needs to be done, but what needs to be done to sort of get the Central Coast music scene to an acceptable level where people don't need to go to Newcastle or Sydney every weekend to put on a gig? Great question. That's the, that's, that's the, the money question, isn't it, really? Um, I guess the answers we'd be so rich. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I guess it's a bit of a combination of everything really as the way I see it. I mean, venues for sure, you know, like, as you say, the, the kingdom sounds guys, they're doing like making waves in that, that area of thing. Artists as well. Like just recognizing some coast artists is great. There's a lot of great music on the coast that, um, you know, I think is underrepresented for sure there needs to be you know a bit more of prop up from from the top dogs i guess in terms of making waves and and recognizing those artists you know we've got like grove studios is one of the the leading australian studios like there's there's not much more that you can you can do and offer um people people travel from all around australia to to come and record at the grove and you've got like venues that are popping up like the infrastructure's there the everything's there i think the artists are there i think it's just a matter of pushing through and 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 getting some maybe some high profile artists that have um you know uh, are willing to kind of put their name behind coast music and really prop it up well we're seeing holy holy next year client liaison as well they're both booked in at drifters wharf sneaky sound system were there over the weekend as part of their launch as well so there's there's a lot to look forward to hopefully moving into next year on that front we're going to be trying to do as much as we can as well localist by homebrewed on spotify plug plug if you want to check that out too new cover stars as well i should mention the sea gypsies <laughs> thank you very much guys <laughs> it's our honor really always always love a, always love a plug free plug <laughs> we, we don't miss an opportunity um but one thing that occurred very recently that came around <laughs> for every Spotify user was uh, the the Spotify Wrapped, which is, like for me, one of the most exciting days of the year just to have your favourite music packaged up. But for you guys as a band, I was looking on your social media before it came through with some pretty awesome stats for you to be able to look over as a band. 13,100 people who have listened to you guys over 115,000 times on Spotify um, this year, 6,700 hours of listening over 72 countries. What does it feel like? I mean, this is a, a privilege that bands wouldn't have had 20 years ago to really have the, the numbers quantified like that. I mean, it must feel pretty cool seeing, you know, how wide your reach is and how many people love your music. I mean, shout out to the like Spotify for, for doing that, um, you know, in the first place to see the data there from as, as an artist is just it's it's just it's mind blowing every day. I think I still can't believe that, you know, people listen to my music like our, our music. It's just it's 
it's crazy to think that you know so many people and there's a that don't know there's like a um, Spotify artist like a platform for artists that you can get on and have a look at your data and whatnot and I try to get on that as much as I can and you know get around where people are listening from and it's people like over in Germany and um, you know the states and crazy European countries and whatnot that you go like how did you even find out about us like we're just this small band from the coast like we're, we're, we're nobody's really like it's just crazy to see you know fans engage with us and like we're so so thankful for anyone that you know list, picks up our music listens to it likes our stuff um supports us buys our merch like that obviously is you know the hardest time as an artist has been in the last two years and um the people that support artists uh, you know the ones that um you know like their stuff and buy their merch like merch is a way that you know artists kind of survive so it's just mind-boggling to see people just engage like that and um you know in, in that listen to our stuff essentially <laughs> it's crazy listen to it on the local is by home yeah, that's it that's um, it speaking of your merch you you've um your hats that i've been selling seeing on instagram are selling really well you've got some really cool shirts as well and i have i actually own a bit of sea gypsies merch i was going to wear it for the interview but i thought that might be a little bit too much (laughs) Uh, but yeah movements album with the little circle and the logo love it one of my favorite shirts actually the color scheme works with everything and it's minimalistic which i do like love it it's sort of talking about the demographic of your listen i've I've, might be boring for some people but i've got our podcast uh geographical locations up surprisingly only 40 percent percent in australia 48 percent in the united states although we feel like there could be some vpn users in there to you know unlock american netflix and all that but then one percent in ireland united kingdom germany you know those sort of places but then we've got republic of lithuania we've got trinidad and tobago costa rica venezuela israel it's really weird when you see sort of those countries pop up i mean for us in particular because we're just idiots who ramble and you know we talk to people who know what they're doing um so whenever i see that i'm like well how does that actually work but for a musician like i feel like that is genuine reach genuine growth for your music to be shared because it's in playlists it's all you know all across the world mexico that single got picked up quite well over in mexico as well i believe from our last conversation with luke so to have that sort of global reach, as Emma mentioned, you probably wouldn't be aware that you had that sort of reach 20-odd years ago. Absolutely. Yeah, as you say, like Mexico um, went really well. That got picked up by, um, you know, a couple of different things, like MTV picked it up. Air New Zealand was playing it on, like, some of their flights, like in-flight that's entertainment cool. stuff, which is just, that's crazy. It's insane. Like, to see the reach go that far is just, it's quite surreal. You don't know... I still don't know how how it happens but um super grateful super grateful for anyone that listens to our stuff like um it's it's just such a the biggest support it's what what keeps us going essentially and that that's why we can't do it we love we love playing music we love you know we love doing what we do and and to see people support us is just it's amazing so thank you thank you to everyone and that reach too, like I mentioned, it's very organic because like your social media, like that's probably one way that people can really push and promote what they create. 
your social media, correct me if I'm wrong, but it, it appears like it's just, you know, members of the band. There's no real massive team driving and pushing everything. So you're nodding. So yeah, it yeah. is just the band members. <laughs> yeah, so like, like that's a massive achievement. We have done everything in the past. Luke's pretty good um, on socials. I've been taking over um, a lot of it. I can't I can't say that's that's the the whole truth for this single this this release um we have had a lot of help from pr guys at um a beehive um especially liz she's been amazing amazing we've worked quite a bit with beehive lately and they actually i've actually told amen this yet <laughs> they, last week i went hey. to the studio and picked up they delivered us some cupcakes oh. as a thank you Oh, you're kidding! They're just—they're they're amazing. Sammy, Sammy, and Liz are just—they're they're just guns. They're just genuinely amazing people. So, um, yeah. Oh, how's that? Little thank you note from Beehive. How is that? <laughs> that yeah. That's great you can't to beat see. That. You honestly can't read that. What kind of difference does it make when you guys engage someone like Beehive um, to help you with that kind of stuff? To to t- like to step into that space because like. I don't know. From from our perspective, the whole social media world is crazy. So, what kind of difference has it made for you guys to be able to, to to get in with those guys and help push your stuff? Like just just knowing the ins and outs of socials, all the algorithm stuff, and how to engage your fans, and um, you know, creative content, just times a day to post that kind of stuff is just it's it's a kind of thing that you don't really know until you know really, and 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 you find out through your fans and when they engage essentially so it means like it's a a massive difference we definitely notice it like takes a lot of pressure off us i think that's kind of the blessing and the curse of a modern day artist is having to you know keep face on socials and kind of like a, a little bit of a second job that you know i think a lot of artists struggle with mental health from and it shouldn't be about that but that that is a way of reaching fans and it's a brilliant way of reaching fans we're so thankful for the team at beehive and how they they've helped us out for you know everything that they've done with making our profile what it is especially through this release and taking so much so much pressure off our, our backs throughout the release because it's um it's just a whole world by itself hey it's just a it's just a beast to tame we're thankful for the cupcakes as well that's a nice <laughs> little plug for Beehive, Beehive. what flavors did they give you um i've only had one so far it was chocolate and chocolate but i can see the other ones are like a mint chocolate and there's a couple with vanilla i think there's a vanilla cupcake with a sorry a chocolate cupcake with a vanilla Ooh. topping and then the other one's vanilla with a vanilla topping but Ooh. there was three of each flavor Incredible. Oh. I mean, if you want some cupcakes, there's plenty here. They're in my How fridge. good is that? Can't fault that. Apart from the, the mint, I'm not a massive mint lover. So, <laughs> see, I, I do like mint. So that one, that one got me going. I was, I was as soon as I opened the box, I could smell the mint straight away. So it's for like me, the, I'm like, for me, it's like the up. the Turkish Turkish delight at the end of a favourites box. That's just straight out the window. Hey, straight <laughs> oh, see, I'm the Turkish delight guy. So it works out. Oh, right. perfect. <laughs> um, if we could jump from from sweet treats to your latest single where we left off you mentioned at the at the top of our chat that this is something that you had been working on and developing um for some time like kind of quietly before you showed it to the band in terms of creative processes is that unusual or, or is that normally how you guys operate like you'll have something that you're working on that you'll bring to the band and then luke or whoever else will we're a bit of a an oddball when it comes to writing we've written so many songs in so many different styles and different ways different combinations of us writing um in different processes or 
This one was, yeah, was a, um, started with, uh, just me plugging away at the music. Um, I think I've, I changed it so many, oh, so many different revisions of this one before I, I kind of had the bit of the, the guts to show the other fellas. It's, it's a bit of, again, a bit of a blessing and a curse. You're, you're a bit, you know, cautious to show, show the other fellas because you, you kind of, as a musician, you kind of can't not go, oh, what are they going to think? You know, are they going to, they're going to like this one or is this going, you know, I've spent so much time and effort or is it just going straight in the bin, the, the, uh, the polite, oh yeah, you know, that's, that's all right. Yeah. Let's, let's move on to something else kind of thing. So this one was definitely a, you know, start with, yeah, just a, a, a guitar. I can remember, I can remember the actual, the time of day, um, talking about Saratoga before I was sitting on the lounge and I remember sitting on the lounge writing um, the guitar lines for it and then from there it just developed and you know I'm adding different layers and I think I spent a a solid six to eight months on it before I had something that I was you know game to show the other fellas I kind of got to the point where I you know threw the hands up and was like I'm done I need I need someone else fresh pair of ears to take over from here because it's just getting it's too much (laughs) so when the new you know the fresh set of ears took over is that when maybe the songwriting process takes over or is it you know you sort of feel it out a bit more and then that process begins and follow up second two-part question is that normally the way you guys write your music do you write you know the actual music first and then the lyrics or will look come to you with a few lines or a chorus and you feel it out is it a combination of both one or the other to be perfectly honest i think we've always been a music first kind of band um and whether that be through you know luke writing you know music and lyrics together and you know approaching us or um uh, majority like a, a lot of the stuff um that we've kind of pushed to is has been um, different musical ideas from combinations of um, me and the other guys, and and taking a look, and you really know a song when um, you know he he just picks it up straight away and like rolls with it, and the lyrics just spill out. So you know you're on a you know a bit of a winner. So it's a bit of a, a dangerous ball game when you know you you've written this uh, bit of music and you spend so much time and you you know go to it and he, he you know. He, he loves the music or not and just struggles to you know to write lyrics to this one or melody's not working or whatnot but um we've actually been working really closely lately with ashray another coast artist you know shout out to her she's been really helping us um with some songwriting stuff lyrics and melody wise she's a she's an amazing amazing artist if you haven't checked out her I highly recommend go and check out her she just brings another kind of element as well songwriting wise um it's a good collab with and we've been founding it's it's kind of working and those ones that you know um are a little bit harder for for luke to because let's be honest he does all the lyrics and melody we don't we don't touch that stuff <laughs> we're just maybe you know we we did all the you know the music stuff so he, he he tackles the hard stuff he's been working with her and it's it's been you know paying off he's found that it works really well so is there a potential future collab with ashray you mentioned there could be an album in the works is there a track with her likely to feature potential potential we have been we have been talking about it um you know if you if you do hear some of our stuff you might hear um right now there's there's some uh you know female backing vocals you know appearing throughout little bits and pieces tossing up the ideas of potential we have been wanting to work it in so could be on the cards we'll see we'll see what pans out yeah a, a hint of what's to come perhaps of this new album some cool stuff to look forward to i mean one thing we have looked forward to but 
we don't need you now because it's released, is where we left off. Um, your latest song, <laughs> it's it's so good. I mean, it's, I don't know, it's just like it's so soaring. It, it captures you. Um, and it's the themes that it's hitting on is just like everyone can relate to it right now. It's kind of about pre-COVID times and getting back into it and having fun as summer approaches. Um, it just fits the mood so, so well. Um, so tell us a little bit about that song, what it's about and what went into it other than, you know, you, you nervously writing it for 18 months before a show in the band. Yeah, this one's, look, we, we really wanted to touch um, based on, you know, how we were feeling as artists um, and how, you know, like um, the music community and other artists that we're, we're close with, um, we're feeling and we wanted to write a track that was um kind, kind of seeing a little bit of our frustrations as, as an artist um going through obvious times and and um really wanting to get back to you know our craft and and what we what we do uh, and what we love this one was yeah aimed at um us getting back finding ourselves you know both like mentally as well and on the stage um you know and we've kind of struggled a little bit um as everyone has to you know keep going um when you feel like you know a lot lots going against you and whatnot so especially with you know everything that's been happening with the music industry and um you know the standards and how how we've always felt that um throughout this time that music's kind of been pushed to the side or the arts kind of been pushed to the side a little bit and there's a bit of a double standard with other um you know forms and bits and pieces but hopefully now it's not much of a much of an issue and we're you know we're back to back to where we can be and that's i think kind of for us as as artists it was kind of perfect time to to release a track that um you know resonated with getting back to where where we want to be so that inequity amongst the arts and other industries is another big topic we've discussed at length on our show and another topic i think we expressed frustrations about uh, when we were dming on social media as well um the new track where we left off the video for it is great as well is that all of your dads it in is the video? yeah it is we um <laughs> we wanted to play on that idea a little bit of um you know getting back to where we left off so we kind of thought you know it, it was it was definitely luke's idea i can't take credit for this one but he he, he just wanted to have a, a track a, a video clip where he goes you know i really want to get our dads into it i want to get our dads involved somehow um they're all a bit of characters in their own right so um, it'd be good to get a video in so you know we tried to play on that idea of um you know what would happen if um you know the like we kind of had to split up and it was we're finally getting back together for a for a show after you know all these years of just doing the monday nine to five jobs so it would have felt like you aged that much yeah during yeah lockdown. yeah <laughs> that's it that's it so it was good the like all and we kind of realized um it was the first time that all of our dads had actually been together in a room and you know they've, they've all met each other at different gigs and um whatnot coming along and supporting but it was all the time that they got together and i think within about five minutes we just stood back and we just just watched them in the natural habitat on the table just having a drink and and um a laugh it was it was just pretty pretty uncanny how how alike it was it was like a little glimpse into the future so i was gonna say how many of the band members were looking at that going oh god yeah that's what i've been we dressed him in our own clothes as well and we're like oh god (laughs) man this is this is too much did you have to teach them how to play any instruments or do they play (laughs) <laughs> some of them are, are, are pretty good um luke's dad luke fabilla drummer 
his um his dad's uh like a pretty decent like music's pretty big in his family and whatnot so he was he was not too bad um my dad was um he had play he can play a little bit of guitar so he kind of you know was trying to string together a bit of you know a few bits and pieces and whatnot i think joe's dad took out the mvp for the the uh the thunderbird bashing away at the keyboard i'm just picturing my dad in that scenario when he's useless so that'd be no go yeah 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 oh well you know you know give them the reins and see what they can do so i don't even get smoke on the water down no hope Hey mate, you know it's it's hard. Year seven music class, it's it's not an easy task, right? And one of the the other little tidbits that Central Coast residents would know from that video is that um, at least the end part, the gig part, was filmed at North Entrance, I believe, North Entrance Surf Club, um, where you guys have had quite a few free gigs in the past. Can we expect? And it doesn't have to be free. You guys have definitely done your share. But in terms of gigs um, <laughs> on and around the coast, moving forward, to anyone listening, uh, is there anything locked in that, that we can confirm that people can go to catch you guys playing live? There is. Um, there's definitely some stuff in the uh, the pipeline. I would be I'd be lying if I didn't say that we're um, we're we're stringing together some stuff happening for the start of next year. Um, however, I think we'll, we just got to wait and see what, what, what the new year brings. So that's, you know something, but you can't <laughs> tell us. That's what I'm getting from that. Cannot confirm. <laughs> Nor deny. Very tight-lipped. As soon as we end this, I'm going to harass you off air and then yeah. get some answers. Yeah. But to Dan from the Sea Gypsies, thank you so much for taking the time and joining us. Thanks so much for having me, guys. Cheers.